0: Welcome to the Jambase Podcast. I'm Scott Bernstein, and on this episode, you'll hear an interview with former Turquoise vocalist Sammy Garrett, conducted by Jambase's own Andy Kahn. The Jambase Podcast is a proud partner of the Osiris Media Network. Have you checked out Sugar Maple yet? Sugar Maple is a musical fiction podcast from Osiris, featuring original music and starring Fred Savage of the Wonder Years. Fred Savage plays the narrator, Terrence Woodridge a documentarian obsessed with finding an amazing guitar of legend before it finds him. But the star of the show is the guitar, Sugar Maple, a Fender Telecaster rebuilt using a scrap of mysterious wood. Here's Sugar Maple wherever you get your podcasts and check out its soundtrack wherever you listen to music. We'll get to Andy's chat with Sammy Garrett soon, but first, a word from this episode's sponsor.
1: (laughs) This episode is sponsored by DelFest. The 14th annual DelFest, the beloved genre-spanning festival brainchild of McCurry music and High Sierra music, is pleased to announce that after a two-year hiatus due to COVID-19, the music of Del McCurry and Friends returns to beautiful Cumberland, Maryland from May 26th through the 29th. Festival hosts, the Del McCurry Band and the Traveling McCurry's are joined on the DelFest 2022 lineup by Railroad Earth, Baila Flex My Bluegrass Heart, Sam Bush, Tyler Childers, Robert Earl Keen, Leftover Salmon, the Jerry Douglas Band, Watch House, California Honey Drops, Sierra Hull, Anders Osborne and Jackie Green, Cabinet, The Little Smokies, and many more. And along with traditional stage sets by these world-class artists, attendees can again expect to see one-of-a-kind collaborations, special guest sit-ins, various tributes to Del McCurry and his musical legacy, and intimate appearances from the aforementioned artists. And don't miss the separately ticketed Fest late-night performances as well. Located along the Potomac River in the scenic Appalachian Mountains, I'm personally chosen by Del, The Allegheny County Fairgrounds in Cumberland, Maryland, serves as the ideal location for Delfest. The fairgrounds are conveniently located near four major airports and can be easily reached by rail or road. For information including camping, parking, partners, and more, please visit Delfest.com and follow Delfest on all social platforms. Spend Memorial Day weekend with the Del McCurry Band at Delfest 2022. Grab your tickets today.
0: JamBase's March Madness Live Covers Tournament has reached the championship round. Vicious cover of Jimi Hendrix's Six Was Nine goes up against Billy and the Kids with Billy Strings and James Casey covering Bob Dylan's Tangled Up in Blue for The Crown. It's up to you to decide the criteria for who should win. Help us determine the winner by heading to jambase.com and getting your vote in. Voting ends Sunday night, April 3rd at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. There was sad and shocking news in the music world since our last episode as Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins died on Friday while the band was on tour in Bogota, Colombia. Hawkins was just 50 years old. A note from the Foo Fighters read, The Foo Fighters family is devastated by the tragic and untimely loss of our beloved Taylor Hawkins. His musical spirit and infectious laughter will live on with all of us forever. Our hearts go out to his wife, children, and family, and we ask that their privacy be treated with the utmost respect in this unimaginably difficult time. Taylor was such a dynamic presence on stage, whether he was behind the kid or fronting the band. You know you have to be good to be Dave Grohl's drummer, and Hawkins filled the role well for 25 years since he first joined Foo Fighters in 1997. Foo Fighters canceled all tour dates in the wake of Taylor's passing cause of Taylor's death has not been officially determined. A preliminary forensic medical study released by Columbia's Attorney General's office indicated that multiple substances, including THC, antidepressants, benzepines, and opioids were present in a test carried out on his body. JamBase sends its love and condolences to Taylor's friends, family, bandmates, and fans. All right, back to AK's Sammy Garrett interview conversation was held recently over a video call from the vocalist's home in new york city where she was just about to hit the road with her frequent collaborator and recent jam bass podcast guest freak bass for the funk the world tour samly recently released the solo single with you from her forthcoming ep sweet tooth and garrett revealed she'll be performing the song on tour the vocalist joined turquoise in 2012 and left the band along with several other members including her fiancé, saxophonist Greg Sanderson, last November. Sammy told us about her early days in music leading up to her joining Turquoise and some of her early solo endeavors. Garrett went on to discuss refocusing on her solo career and teaming with Freak Bass for With You. Garrett talked about her song process for the material on Sweet Tooth and her use of Ableton to build demos and create new original songs. Talk eventually turned to Sammy's immediate response to the shocking demise of Turquoise. She discussed making the scary decision to leave the band after almost 10 years and how she faced the fear without regrets. Additionally, Garrett spoke about all the support she received from friends and fans alike during a difficult time. Here's the interview with Sammy Garrett, which we'll lead into with a bit of With You.
2: So you tell me that it's all okay
1: Here with Sammy Garrett, we are talking remotely. Where am I talking to you from?
3: I'm in Queens, technically on the border of like Queens and Brooklyn.
1: Okay, so in New York. New yeah, York, excellent. New York. And, and uh, we're gonna talk about your your new EP that's coming out. It's called Sweet Tooth. We're gonna talk about your single With You. Um, but you're also about to go out on tour, right? With Freakbase.
3: With Freakbase, Freak yeah. We got um, a bunch of shows coming up. I'm super excited. We start off um, sort of doing a redo of our New Year's Eve show that was unfortunately canceled slash rescheduled due mm-hmm. to COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, so we start off in um, Cincinnati at Ludlow Garage doing a kiss slash P Funk sort of tribute party. Yeah.
1: Uh, Freak Base was on the podcast just recently oh. and talked to my colleague Scotty B about that. It sounds like it's going right, to be a that's pretty nice. exciting show. I'm very um, excited. Have you guys been rehearsing for that?
3: Yes, we have. And actually, um, Greg and I fly out to Cincinnati tomorrow to rehearse for a couple of days before the
1: show. Oh, OK. And, and tell everybody who Greg is.
3: Greg is uh, my fiancé who played saxophone in, formerly in turquoise, and he now plays saxophone in the horn section with uh, Chris Browers, who plays trumpet, and Josh Schwartz plays Barry.
1: Can congratulations on the engagement. That's very (laughs) exciting. Thank Uh, you. And and so, when you're out with Freakbase, are you playing any of your? Are you planning to play any of your solo stuff?
2: Yes.
3: So this is what's super cool is that you know I've I've been playing music with Freakbase for about like five years.
1: Sounds about right. Yeah, five years.
3: Five years, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really cool. So he's producing all of my new music um so i'm very excited that we're going to play my music live with sort of his band slash our band Uh uh um so i'm i'm really really excited to do that so it's sort of you know they're obviously familiar with it so we get to get to play it live
1: and will it be more than just with you
3: so right now it's just, um, the single with you. Um, uh-huh. I have a few other tunes that obviously will, will be on the, the EP. Um, uh-huh. you're not totally completely ready for like a live performance, but, um, so right now it's just the, the single that we're okay. we're going to rock, but there will definitely be a bunch more Sammy Garrett tunes out there. So I'm, I'm super excited.
1: Coming to a set list near you um, So <laughs>
3: Exactly, exactly.
1: And you also have a a, a a a sort of a hometown show on the horizon, right? Cuz you're you're going to be playing Brooklyn Bowl. Yes, Brooklyn base.
3: Bowl. I believe on the thir- 30th. Mar-
1: March 30th I March have here, 30th, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: Um I'm super excited. We will play my new single with you there as well, so it's sort of like I mean, I I mean, I I've always written songs, um so like when I graduated from college and, and moved back to New York, I it was just like me and my guitar. And I went out to, you know, bars in the Lower East Side that like don't exist anymore. And I played mm-hmm. my music. So it's it's been a while since like I have done like a solo thing. I mean, I've I've written, you know, a handful of tunes with freak bass and like, you know, with turquoise mm-hmm. and and stuff. But like it's been a while since like I have performed my own song baby so i'm very excited to like do that in new york for like a hometown show at brooklyn bowl sort of i feel like it's like full circle so i'm I'm really excited
1: it'll be a homecoming for you really
3: yes yeah
1: And, and you're definitely familiar with brooklyn bowl too
3: very familiar with brooklyn bowl brooklyn bowl love everyone there it's it's an amazing venue and yeah it's it's you know home
1: I, you mentioned it that when you got out of college, you, you had done some some solo performing, and I was going to ask you about that so before you were in Turquoise. Did you? What 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 was that like? Were you you're were playing a guitar? You said,
3: yeah. So I I play guitar and I play a little bit of piano, but I would um, I mostly like write songs. I would say mm-hmm. half on guitar, half piano, but I would take uh, my guitar out and I would perform my solo stuff just me and a guitar um it was it was sort of more like like folky Uh um Joni Mitchell is one of my like biggest influences I love Joni Mitchell um and I was also like very into like Regina Spector at the time so it was sort of like quirky funky yeah guitar so I mean who knows like maybe I'll revamp some of those and and you know put those out. So um but yeah I would, you know, just play local bars in New York and around mm-hmm. Brooklyn doing like, you know, my own stuff and and uh cover tunes. And also while doing that, I um I started doing improv comedy at the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York.
2: uh
3: uh-huh, uh-huh. so I was uh you know performing music and doing doing improv comedy which I met a a bunch of amazing people who I'm still friends
1: with today. Do you still do any improv or acting?
3: I, yeah, I definitely do a good bit of acting. Um, I do, yeah, I do like a good bit of improv still. Um, I used to be like in an improv group. Oh really? Um, so I, I haven't like performed improv, like on a stage in a while, but like, I, I just was, you know, acted in one of my friend's music videos. So I love doing that. That's super fun. And, um, you know, in in high school I did all of like the musicals and the plays. So I Mm -hmm. also really, I love acting and I mean, comedy is like one of my all time favorite things also. So I love, love just being like silly and goofy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an undercurrent to that in, in your aesthetic. I think like there's uh, a, it's serious, but not too serious. You don't don't take yourself too seriously.
3: No, definitely not. I feel like, you know, if you can't like laugh at yourself, you know, what's, Mm
1: -hmm. what's the
3: point. And I just, and I like that. I, I feel like, like I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm a normal, normal person. Yeah, Like, you know, and I, and I want People to know that, like they can, you know. I I try to respond to every single like Instagram message I get, and I just, you know, posting like funny videos, like Sammy eats. I did this like silly freckle tutorial that I was just. I'm just. I was like, I just want to see what this is, and it just. I don't know. And I I thought it was funny, and I'm really happy everyone else thinks it's really funny too. So because that would be really bad if people are just like, "Wow, what's wrong with her."
1: No, I think they just know who you are. I think it's just showing, you know, a a, a truly personal side to who you are as a person and as a musician.
3: And I I think that's super important. Like just, you know, being like for, or for anyone, even like, you know, a a movie star or whatever, if you meet them on the street, you know, like I would want them to be nice, but you know, unfortunately sometimes they're not nice and that's just, like a bummer and then you're like wow every movie i watch of yours now now i'm gonna know that you were you know not really nice and like i think i'm a really nice person and like (laughs) i just you know i'm i'm super friendly and and i you know i'm just i'm really happy when people come up and talk to me and and you know and i just get to know these people who are listening to my music and watching my weird sammy eats videos on (laughs) instagram
1: yeah yeah so then, I do want to go back to some of those you mentioned those songs that yes. do they that you had that you were playing before do they still exist anywhere? Are they still in your sort of repertoire at all
3: um not so much, but like I said, I might like bring them back and sort of like yeah. revamp them or like you know to maybe like fit this new like sort of vibe I'm going for
1: mm-hmm.
3: um i I don't know if they're like out anywhere, but Wait, I did you record it. them? Um, I, you know, I honestly, I don't think I ever like got a chance to like record them.
1: There, there's um, no like Sammy Garrett demos.
3: I mean, like, honestly, maybe on like a CD on my bookshelf. So,
1: a future outtake someday, a future deluxe edition. (laughs) Definitely
3: a future like B side deep cut. But um, I mean, I did write a sort of funny, goofy song about um, this experience I had with Craigslist when I first moved back (laughs) in New York.
1: So, that's me.
3: It's called Suck It Craigslist. (laughs) That's on YouTube. It's me and my guitar and like my childhood bedroom. So, It's silly. It's not, you know, whatever. It's not like, you know, but I I wrote it. Um, But hopefully, you know, maybe I'll I'll pull one of these CDs off the shelf and sort of rewrite one of my one of my old tunes. And I don't know, maybe you might hear it on
2: my EP. Who knows?
1: That'd be cool. So I'm unemployed
2: at a school. Guys think that is really cool. And my two roommates are my parents. Put the fate of my future in this little thing called Craigslist. Please hold your applause, cause it ended in fraud. I went to a modeling gig. She said her name was Madison Taylor desk and pictures taped to the wall. She said, I'll have a job for you later. Put your headshots up on this side. That'll be 250 in cash. She walked me to the ATM. Ironic that it happened on Wednesday. Yes, Ash. I knew something. Up. But I stupidly gave her the money. She said, "Do you need change, honey?" I
1: said, "So, is your is the EP finished?
3: So, it's not completely finished. Okay. Um, we still have a couple songs that we like have to, you know, physically Put the finishing touches
1: on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But um got a few few songs ready to go and I I think what I'm sort of going to do is like release, like maybe two more as like a couple singles and then have one that no one's ever heard before on the EP. So I'm still trying to like figure out what, you know, I want to show what I want to keep for the EP until it comes out. So.
1: And when did you write the songs that will eventually end up on sweet tooth?
3: I, so uh, I was writing a lot also during the pandemic. So some of them are, I feel like some of them are like a couple of them, I think are a couple I, I wrote like during the pandemic. Some are songs that I wrote like a couple years ago that I didn't totally get to finish. Um, That, you know, I sort of like revisited and, and I was able to sort of finish them and be like, Oh wow. Okay. Like this can be a, complete tune. And it was really nice. I, you know, um, I brought a couple things to Freak Bass and also, you know, Greg, Greg Sanderson and, and, um, Sky White, who also plays, uh, keyboards in, um, the bump assembly. And I sort of showed them a bunch of ideas and actually, um, with you wasn't originally going to be my very first single. Okay. I was going to have it, um, actually be, I think like the second song I released. Mm-hmm. Um, But when Freak Bass and we were all talking, he was like, I think this one should be your single. Like, so it's it's funny. I wasn't expecting it to be the first one. But Uh again, I, I think everything sort of happens for a reason. And it worked out great. And I was like, I love it. Let's single. Let's do it.
1: So when did you record it?
3: So I recorded it. Um. Early January of this year.
1: Okay. So. But and, and I'd did,
3: written it like maybe a year, half half a year ago, but then like I finished it and we recorded it um, January.
1: So like, what's the process you, did you, you had, did you bring like a demo to Freakbase and those guys and, and then, and that got fleshed out or was it less of a, a more of a seed, I guess. Do you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. So it was, I had, um so i i work in ableton so i wrote sort of like the music in ableton and i had um a rough idea of some lyrics and sort okay. of like the song form and um for this particular one it was sort of a little more in like pieces so when i brought it to you know freak bass dragon sky we we're sort of just like all in Freak Bass is like recording studio. And I'm like, Hey, I have this idea. And I, I think I, I am like made a little demo of me sort of roughly singing some lyric ideas over the, the music I wrote. Um, and then we sort of like rearranged a couple things and, and, you know, Freak Bass put some, some live bass on it. And it's sort of, you know, Sky played like live keys and it's sort of, it's, it is what you hear today.
1: So, you guys were all in the same room yeah. recording you get yeah, you for, did get to do that one, yeah, and it was at Freak basis studio, yep
3: yeah,
1: uh, is, um, are, are you familiar with that pl- yeah are you familiar with that that uh space then have you had you been there before?
3: Yes, so, yeah, we've done like a bunch, I know he does like a bunch of like Twitch streams and Saturday night chit chat. So his little recording studio work area. I'm super familiar with it. It's, you know, I mean it's it's like my second home. So we we've recorded a bunch of like his stuff there. Mm -hmm. Um and you know, obviously I was I've been like on his Twitch stream and chit chat live. So it's a fun little little studio he has with all of his action figures and his Marvel cinematic universe stuff.
1: And did you play any instruments on the track, or or on any of the other tracks that are going to be on the EP?
3: Um, so not that I'm I might in the future. Um, okay, but for this one, no. I just sort of I did all like sort of the the programming in in Ableton and and Sky. You know, re-recorded keys and and um, freak bass did like bass. So, but I, I mean, I actually I guess I played synth on it. Actually, I take that back. I played synth on it
1: okay so you did so, so you
3: did. <laughs> so i did so i did
1: but you 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 play other instruments right uh we we mentioned before you you piano guitar you play drums too right yes
3: i my first instruments drums i i grew up playing drums in the school band and marching band i was in a ska band in high school but um, i played nice. drums and sang in
1: oh wow very cool yep. Um, when you're writing songs then what's your primary instrument or do you, are you, is it in Appleton or do you use a guitar or piano or, or anything else? I,
3: I would say it's sort of a little bit of both. Like sometimes I'll have an idea and it'll just sort of work out better on guitar mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll go into Ableton and I'll start just like playing around with some different sounds and like, maybe it's, you know a drum beat that I have an idea for, and they'll you know i'll I'll record it into Ableton and I'll start layering like synths and pianos on top of that and you know sometimes it starts out as just like a four bar eight bar loop right and I'll come up with you know some lyric ideas, or sometimes you know I have like a lyric idea first, and then I'll sort of work backwards from there, like I have you know. A, a you know a melodic idea for this this line, what does the rest of it sort of look like? So how do you
1: build out from that?
3: Exactly, yeah.
1: And and so are you keeping notebooks of lyrics? Is that something that you do?
3: Yeah, I have notebooks of lyrics. I have a lot of like notes in my phone of phone just memos, like, yeah. Phone memos, voice memos. I'll like mm-hmm. wake up in the middle of the night from like a dream, and I'll like try to like. Drop down a line that I thought of, or like hum something into my phone in the middle of the night <laughs> that like I heard in my head. Yeah. Um. So it's sort it's sort of a little bit of everywhere, but I would say like probably like my my phone is probably my go to thing because there's just so many. I mean, voice memos and note apps. It's so easily accessible.
1: And with Appleton, is that something that you learned in school? You went to Berkeley. Yes. Right. Uh, and is that, did you learn it there? Or did some, has did was there somebody that kind of helped you with it? It's not, it, or did you pick it up on your own? It, it's complicated.
3: It is. It's complicated. I'm definitely still, I don't know how to do everything. Sure. On yet, but I, I know like enough and I can record on it and stuff, which is yeah. what I, how I do stuff. But, um, I think at school we like just had garage band okay. and I mean, again, I, I I think I just sort of used Garage Bands for just you know its basic features. So I wasn't using I don't even know when Ableton came out. So like I don't even know if yeah it was probably it was probably around. Sure. Maybe I don't know. Don't don't quote me. Yeah. Don't
1: quote I, me. I, I I don't know either.
3: But as like I started to write a lot more and like record remotely for people. Uh Um, This is what I use. So I was able to sort of teach myself and, you know, Greg is super, super helpful and freak base and, and, um, you know, just also like just toying around with it myself. Like, what does this do? How does this work? So, so yeah.
1: Have you had other mentors in your career? That have helped you along the way?
3: Yeah. Um one of my actually my my very, very first voice teacher who I started taking lessons from, I think when I was like 14. Uh-huh. So I, uh, you know, I she she's amazing. Unfortunately, she passed away oh, um fairly recently. Um but she was amazing Mm
0: -hmm. and
3: she was, I mean, she was family. I could go to her and talk to her about anything from music to recipes to like anything. And, and she was just an overall amazing person and she was a really, really big influence in my life. And, and, you know, she, she taught me a lot about what was, her, what was her name? Holly Ross. I'm, Holly
1: sorry Ross. For your, I'm sorry for your loss.
3: Yeah. Thank you. She sounds um,
1: like a very important person in your life.
3: She was, she was a really, really amazing, um, amazing person. Sorry. I'm getting a little emotional. Sure.
1: No, it's okay. Um, I'm so, I understand.
3: But she was a really big music influence and, and mm-hmm. she's someone who I looked up to because she, she, you know, taught music at Hofstra and she would go out and perform and and she had come to see me perform a lot. So that was mm-hmm. really special, sort of like me being on stage and then like her seeing me in my element. So that was really
1: right. watching you grow as an artist.
3: Exactly. And I mean, yeah. I have known her since I was 14. I mean, that's mm-hmm. many, many years.
1: And now you're now you're a professional <laughs> musician. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be, that had to have been a a point of pride for her too.
3: Oh, totally. Totally. And, and, you know, and just, we had this like really special, amazing bond and she, she played guitar also. So that was like a very big influence for me as well. I just Mm -hmm. like was so in awe of
1: her. So was she someone that you reached out to when things fell apart for Turquoise?
3: She was actually she, she had passed away before. Oh, okay. That, um, but she was someone who I would talk to a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, touring in a band because she, you know, she would tour in bands also. So she got that on the road dynamic and the ups and downs. Um, but I, I, I would say I think, no matter what, she would be proud of me of, you know, what I'm now doing and what I'm putting out there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't just sort of sit around and be like, okay, well that's it. You know, she's, she's someone who also taught me like a really good work, work ethic. And, you know, like put yourself out there, do it and just being, being a strong woman.
1: So what was it like for you in November of last year when you woke up and you weren't in turquoise anymore?
3: It was really intense. Um, it was, you know, obviously heartbreaking, but, you know, I think when one door closes, another opens. And I think, you know, I definitely, I learned so much. I, I don't regret a single thing Mm -hmm. and i i think i'm like really really excited that like you know from this thing grew this other sort of musical thing that like i'm doing now like i'm Mm -hmm. i'm so excited to be putting out my own music again you know not that like you know i i couldn't before yeah but i i think i'm just I'm really excited i'm you know I'm taking all that and and using it creatively to sort of like find who Sammy Garrett is again mm-hmm. you know i was I was in that band for like ten years, yeah, so you know i i think I'm just very very excited to see like you know even from my music that I'm putting out now is definitely different than like what I was putting out or what I was playing. Like before I was in turquoise, it was more Mm -hmm. sort of like folky. So now it's a little more like funky electronic (laughs) pop. So like, I think all of that has brought me to where I am today. And I'm, I'm super, super grateful for everything and I'm really, really excited to like see what Sammy Garrett does. Yeah, you know, and and just put out music that, like, I you know, like, hey, I I wrote this song. Let's put it out, and this is what it sounds like now. And you know, just see that sort of
1: growth. Have you heard from fans? Have they been supportive?
3: They have been super supportive, and honestly, I. Couldn't do any of this without any of them. Mm -hmm. They are the reason why I do what I do. I have such supportive fans, friends, and family. And honestly, like, I can't thank everyone enough for being so supportive. And I'm getting emotional again. (laughs) I didn't mean to do this to you. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's, it's very vulnerable, but you know, it's scary being yeah. out a song. I feel like music, I mean, as you know, it's, it's very personal. Yes. And especially like something you wrote that like you like, you're like, Oh my gosh, are people going to like this? What are they going to say? What's going to happen? I don't know. So it was really, really scary taking that sort of first leap, mm-hmm. but I'm so grateful for everybody who has given me like really amazing feedback and, you know, it was really scary, but they made it not scary and it's super fantastic. And I, I just, I love everyone so much. And it's, it's just been, it's been really, really awesome. Everyone just being like, this is so exciting. And I love seeing like you grow into, you know, this other music person Mm -hmm. that you are now, you know, like it's, it's, it's really awesome.
1: And when were there other musicians that reached out to you at all, when, when it happened to, to kind of help, get you through it i i I don't know if that's the right way to put it but you know like like did you have do you have have, i'm sure you have so many friends in in in, that are fellow musicians that are in the community that that i'm wondering what their reaction was and and how they kind of came about to help
3: i mean i i think probably they would get it the most because they're touring musicians they're in it they you know they they're doing the grind they're in the van for hours and on stage and breaking down said like you know they get it so i mean everyone was super supportive and you know it was you know i mean it was just like i don't know i mean that's that's sort of it It was sort of like
1: yeah
3: it was sort of like this unspoken like you don't have to say anything Mm -hmm. like you know like it's it's all it's like, like this sort of like telepathic like I, you know, I support you. I'm here for you if you need anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: you know it's it's there it was sort of that like on the road bond, right that I sort of like feel like we all have, even though you know you're each touring in this individual like group,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but you're all sort of like part of this whole giant ecosystem yeah. where, like yeah. we all we all get it, you know, and I'm not it saying is. that like it's a other- community, yeah, totally, yeah. and I'm not saying that, like, you know this person gets it more than this person, but no, I mean, everyone was just really, really super nice. And I was, I was just very overwhelmed with the amount of like love and support from everyone across the board.
1: And you kind of alluded to it before, but what was that feeling then when you finally did put with you out there in the world and had a song under your own name on Spotify, you know, on, on the streaming platforms, you have your own artist page and everything. What was that feeling like to to kind of see it really come into fruition?
3: Honestly, it was the best feeling in the entire world, and I—I cool. I mean, it was like euphoric. I was on cloud nine. All the stuff to the moon, stars. Mm-hmm. I was. I mean, it was. Amazing. It was obviously always a dream of mine to put out my own music under my name, you know, um, and obviously when, you know, when I was writing stuff back in the day and playing my guitar and, you know, bars in New York, like there was no Spotify.
1: Mm-hmm. There was, yeah, no doubt. I mean,
3: there was iTunes, but like you couldn't just write a song on your computer and you know, record remotely, and like it wasn't it was very different,
2: yeah.
3: and now i mean it's it's amazing that you know I have this technology that I can you know record in this my little recording studio that I have. I can go to Cincinnati and you know record with freak bass, and now there's spotify, there's Instagram, mm-hmm. there's all of these music platforms that like. You know, I just feel like it it reaches so many more people as opposed to, you know, however many years ago it was just like just iTunes and you had to be like yeah. a huge recording artist.
1: It's much more direct now.
3: Yeah, and and I just think it's really awesome because I think you know, like me, and I'm sure other people have music that they want to put out, and you know, they can. And it was just really amazing, like seeing myself on a streaming platform like my name and I mean it was always 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 a dream of mine so it was it was definitely a dream
1: come true it made it real
3: yeah yes it was like real and like this is out there and other people are listening to it like all over the world like that is a possibility possibility so
1: And, and there's a very cool video that goes along with the single um what can you tell me about the the creative concept behind that and how involved were you with that
3: um I I was very involved it was um it was an idea that I had um that I sort of I think maybe started sort of just like as a photo shoot but then I was like oh my gosh we should turn this into a music video and then with the the title of my ep being sweet tooth i was Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh this is perfect and i just i really like the juxtaposition between like being like photo shoot ready or like the really like glam with just like the messy eating cake
1: yeah we should maybe describe it for the listeners that you you, you are um very um ungracefully eating uh, uh, a cake yes. throughout yeah. the video right throughout yeah. the video. Making, making quite a mess <laughs> that had to have been fun to shoot it though was, huh
3: it was so much fun because I mean like who doesn't want to just like grab yeah. I mean you're, you're least... gonna be a
1: four-year-old again
3: yeah it... like I feel like I always get that urge at like a birthday party it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could just reach into that cake and just grab a handful like who's gonna stop me I don't know you can just do that
1: so, so how many cakes did you go through
3: it was just one cake. Just
1: the one. one, no. just one cake. Nice. Yeah. Nice.
3: It was sort of like okay, this is it. We only go we only got one cake.
1: And, and who directed it?
3: Um, Angie Wilson, who is sort of the the artistic director of uh Freak Bass and and Sam as well. Right. So.
1: Oh, cool, cool. Well it's, it's a very cool them. video. It, it's all it, it's really I love it. It's fun. Thank Everybody you. listening should definitely watch it after you yeah. hear this. Yeah, so if they haven't yet.
3: Yes. So she she directed it and um she also helped me design a lot of um the Sammy Garrett merch that I have which is very cool.
1: Very cool. Yay. Well, it's it's exciting times for you. I'm very thankful that you took the time to talk to me today. What else so we've got we got Sweet Tooth coming soon. Yes. What else is on your plans for 2020? But you got the tour with Freakbase. I'm sure you've got a lot more planned.
3: Tour with Freakbase, a bunch of other Shows here and there. Um,
1: with... yeah, are you, you know you, you you're the last time you were on the pot jam base podcast. You talked the art of the sit in with with my buddy Scotty B. Um, you've done you know you're no stranger to to sitting in with other bands. Do you have more of that on the horizon too?
3: I do, I do. Um, and I think some of them aren't totally announced yet. Yeah, but, fair enough. Um, I will definitely be sitting in with a bunch of other bands, other musicians um all over so i'm i'm very very excited to just sort of like i feel like the world is my oyster there you go you know i'm super excited
1: we're all very excited for you too and excited to see what the future may bring um like i said again thank you for taking the time to talk today we'll all be on the lookout for sweet tooth when it comes we'll be uh looking for freak bass on tour when you're out there with the bump assembly the funk the world tour what it's what right. it's called so be so funk the world up and uh right. we'll we'll see you soon and take care stay safe thank out you there.
2: so much
1: all right bye sammy take care bye. thank you
2: thank you
0: Episode 119 of the Jambase podcast. Thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, subscribe today to the Jambase podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever podcast provider you most like. We'd love to hear from you, so leave us a review and let us know who you'd like to have interviewed on an upcoming episode by sending a note to podcast at Thanks to Sammy Garrett for taking time to talk with Andy. Full details on Sammy's Sweet Tooth, the EP, will be announced soon. Be sure to catch her on tour with Freak Bass. This episode has been produced by Jake Alexander, with theme music provided by his clanging and banging duo. Get your votes in for March Madness' championship round, and go see live music.